Hi there, and welcome to episode 48 of The Playground Project with me, your host, Tanya Pomerantz. I'm so happy to have you joining my fabulous mystery guest and me as we hang out on the playground today. Before we start our career chat on today's episode, I wanted to invite you to follow me on Instagram at PuddleJumpCoaching001 and maybe send me a connection request on LinkedIn. I spend a lot of time on LinkedIn. In the doghouse today, we are focusing on a Toronto-based rescue organization called Save Our Scruff. Save Our Scruff is dedicated to preventing overpopulation as well as stopping the cycle of abandonment neglect while also providing aid and support due to these concerns. They provide care and rehabilitation for stray, abandoned, or displaced dogs. They strive to position themselves as a leader on matters that promote and improve the welfare of dogs through enhancement, protection, care, education, and advocacy. And just like Save Our Scruff, my mystery guest today is also based in the GTA. Please meet the lovely Jeshal Sood. Welcome, Jeshal Sood. It is so wonderful to have you on the program with, with me, with us today. And before we start, but this is just a, an example of, of how lovely you are, you just said to me, do you want to give the land acknowledgement? And I said, I've never done one. And then that made me think, hmm, this would be a, a good thing to do. So, Jay, could you please do the land acknowledgement? Hi, Tanya. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast today. And yes, I would like to start with the land acknowledgement. And I want to acknowledge that uh, I'm based in Brampton and would like to acknowledge that the land I'm working from um, and living on is part of the treaty lands and territory of the Mississaugas of the Credit. And I am grateful to have the opportunity to work on this land and by doing so, give respect to its direct descendants of the Mississaugas of the Credit. Thank you. Thank you very much for this. You've given it a an important an important beginning. And as everyone knows, context is really important. And Jay and I met through the Finn mentorship program at OCSO through OCSO. And from the moment that I connected with Jay, it was just this sense of this guy is a really cool guy. He's smart. He's compassionate, he's kind. And when I made the match with his fabulous mentor, she thought the exact same thing too, among other things as well. And so when it came to sharing stories about pivots, I wanted Jay to share his story and he very, very generously obliged. So before we go on into the career chat, I would like to, to share what his about section is on LinkedIn. And you're going to see, it's lovely. So he starts, Bonjour, I have a passion for connecting with people and working collaboratively. I hold a postgraduate certificate in research, a master's degree in communication with a focus on journalism and public affairs, a master's degree in mass communication, and a bachelor's degree in commerce with honors in e-commerce. With over 10 years of experience working in Canada, the US and India, I have developed a big picture thinking approach that prioritizes data-driven leads 
and meaningful heart-to-heart conversations. Now, you know me. You know I'm not a data kind of gal, but I am a meaningful heart-to-heart conversation kind of person. So, Jay, thank you. You're most welcome, Tanya. Thank you for giving me this platform. Yeah, I, I look forward to the conversation. Me too. Let's jump into it. Where did you grow up and go to high school? So I was born in the Punjab state of uh, North India. And that is where I spent my early childhood. Um, It was in a small city called Khanna. And at that time, I think it had a population of maybe about 60,000 to 70,000 people. You know, after a few years, my parents moved to another small city. Again, it was a developing city in the neighborhood state of Haryana. And that's where I completed my high school education. And yeah, I mean, till date, growing up, (laughs) constantly learning. Hmm. You're still a lifelong learner. (laughs) Yes, that is true. I think especially after the academic learning ending, the main focus has always been like, especially learning the soft skills. I'm thinking it was probably a British education. It was a British education. Yeah, that is correct. You know, especially the Indian education system, they have a lot of things packed. There's a lot of content and we have uh, those exam kind of uh, education system where Mm. at the end of the year you are tested for your knowledge and then you're given scores and then there are ranks like who came first, second, third. Yeah, Mm. that's how it goes. (laughs) So did you have A-levels? No, actually, I I was never that good at high school or not even in college. Uh, things started to change when I went to the university. That's when I actually started uh, thinking about my career options. And, you know, when I was in the university, after that, I was uh, actually the first student from my university to be offered a Hall of Nations scholarship from one of America's top journalism schools. So Wow. So you really found your home. You can say that I think it's it's all about mindset. But when I look back, I think all those experiences made me who I am. So even though like uh, in the school, I was not too focused on academic uh, learnings, but still like I was constantly learning and um, absorbing. The absorbing. I can totally see that. And so when you were going to school, you know, high school and or secondary school, did you know what you were going to study at university? No, that I was uh, when I when I was younger. I wasn't uh, much of a planner that time. So, like I I mentioned, like I really struggled both in school, high school, and college. After I started my university education, you know, after that uh, things uh, started to change. So initially, I studied commerce subjects in college. But then I, I then I decided to study uh, communication when I reached university. How did it go? Because like in Quebec, you have secondary, then you go to Cégep, which is like a community college, and then you go to university. In the States, college and university is pretty much the same thing. What's it like in India? It's different. So college I did in uh, like, you know, one of the smaller cities, uh, again, like I did my college from Kanna in Punjab. And then university w- was for master's level courses. So, oh. yeah, when I decided to go to the university, I wanted to get into communication subjects. 
and uh, that's what I did. And again, I graduated from Punjab University, which is again one of the top universities in India. Yeah, and after that, I joined a national newspaper. What did your parents think about that? <laughs> Actually, I don't know. <laughs> There's a funny story to that. So, like I said, I wasn't very uh, focused on education when I was in high school or in college. So, but when I went to the university, I was putting in a lot of hours every single day to do well in my courses, to make up for those years. So I was taking each and every assignment very seriously. I remember even for, for instance, if there, it was a you know very small assignment and I used to read the entire books like from page one till the last page just to understand the topics uh, thoroughly. Because of that, like after my classes, I used to go and sit in the library for several hours. And uh, I think uh, most of the time I used to be there up until midnight. And oh, then, wow. <laughs> then from after that, I used to uh, go home. So my father, he once like, you know, he used to call me and ask me, where are you? And he was still under that impression that maybe I'm not studying finally. But after my grades came, I scored first grade, and um, mm. after that, they never doubted me. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah. So then, I'm really intrigued. What caused this monumental shift between who you were in high school and college and who you became in university? This is a very good question, Tanya. Actually, I never thought about that, but I feel that I realized the importance of education. I thought that this is something mm -hmm. that can give me stability, not like financial stability, but mental stability. Because if I, if mm -hmm. once we learn something, those are tried and tested things and they give you proper direction. So I think that was something that triggered that, okay, I need to do this properly now. Mm -hmm. And did you know what your career was going to look like? No, I liked communications. So I appeared for that. Uh, we used to have an entrance test because the seats were very limited for that master's program. And I was lucky that I cleared that entrance exam. Yeah. And from there, the struggle started. <laughs> so that one year program, like that was a two year program. And uh, right from the very first day, I was giving it all I had uh, and after the first year, I was doing better. And from there, uh, it started and it has not ended till date. So till date, I'm learning passionately. I know. And I love that. You so, saw yourself in the communications world kind of thing. Yeah. So in the communications field, so I like after I graduated from that university in India, I joined a national newspaper. And during that time, I also took the GRE and TOEFL exams. So GRE is a graduate record examination, uh, which mm -hmm. is a standardized test required by most of the universities in the US for graduate programs, most, most of the top ranking universities. I also gave TOEFL, which is like test of English language as a foreign language. I, I did pretty well in both those exams. and. Uh, mm -hmm. Because of that, I received uh, several scholarships to study in the U.S. I chose to pursue another master's degree in journalism. 
and uh, I specialized in broadcast journalism. So that's how it started from the first master's program. Then I worked for a national newspaper. And then I did my second master's degree from the U.S., from American University, which is, again, uh, one of the top journalism schools um, in the U.S. And then I specialized in broadcast journalism. And uh, yeah, I, then I worked in media. After arriving in Canada, I again returned to school and obtained a postgraduate certificate <laughs> in research. So just see, like I started from commerce, did mass communication, then did broadcast journalism, then did research. And uh, I'm working uh, in the immigration department now. <laughs> wow. Wow. So the question was, how have you pivoted in your life? But you've already mm. demonstrated such pivots. But I'm, I'm wondering, I mean, you've made the decision to come to Canada. That's a big one. That is a big one. I, I think when, if I talk of pivots, uh, there were several turning points. So going to the U.S. as a, a student was one pivot. After a few years there, I went back to India. And then coming to Canada was again a pivot. You know, moving from India to Canada is a big thing. Yes. What motivated you? Why Canada? Why not the States? Why not England, Australia? You know, what was, what was bringing you to Canada? So Canada always had a impression of a a warm country for me it's not climate wise but people wise no it's not <laughs> yeah <laughs> so people wise i always had like that impression that uh, you know i still hold that impression that people are warm here of course there's always a struggle when you're new to a country it's a huge learning curve but i think uh, at the end it has worked out well i'm a federal public servant um, this country has given me a lot I have learned a lot here. You said like uh, I was a mentee once and uh, now I'm I'm training, uh, I'm mentoring people, uh, newcomers just like me. And I think uh, that is the beauty of this country. Um, so it, it welcomed me. Uh, it has always continued to welcome newcomers and uh, give them full opportunity to not only survive but thrive. I love that. And I'm smiling, you know that, because I think that that's really wonderful um, that you're mentoring newer newcomers. I really love the fact that you feel that Canada is a warm place. It is uh, true. I, when I came here, I, I came with my family. So uh, my lovely wife, Reema, and our two children, Anushka, Aryaman. And I think it's tough for both. As a newcomer, it's tough for you. Mm -hmm. And then for the host also, it is, uh, it's not an easy thing to accept someone uh, who looks different, uh, you know, maybe have different thoughts. And uh, of course, we all have some impressions and some stereotypes. Uh, and uh, so it's, it's difficult on both sides. So most of the time, uh, we put onus on one side and forget about the others. But I think it's equally, it's equal responsibility and uh, uh, challenge for both the sides. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Well, first of all, when I was working at OCSO, and I still kind of feel it now, anybody who I encounter, I just feel is Canadian. Because that's what Canada is. It's just this wonderful melange of all sorts of, of different nationalities and 
when I was living in Singapore and we had our UN night, United Nations night, but there was like 46 different nationalities at my school and everybody had a little, you know, a little table with wares and, and food from their country. And I still, how many years later is this? This is many, many years ago. Mm -hmm. I still think that the best thing of Canada would have just been to go to all of the other tables and grab something that they're selling and come back to the Canadian table and sell it under Canada because that's what Canada is, right? Yes, Canada is it's all about that. yeah multiculturalism, yeah assimilation. I think yeah that that's what that's who we are as Canadians. Yes. Yeah, I loved it. And by the way, that that didn't get picked up. Instead, we we made sugar pie. I think. Um, I think my mom had to make sugar pie. She'd never made it in her life, but she did it because that's what moms do, right? That's what parents do. Um, how old are your kids? My daughter is 14. So she's already a teen and my son is 11. Well, then good luck to have a, a young lady because that's a, a tough go. If you're ever interested, there's a wonderful book called The Female Brain. Mm -hmm. And you may want to read it, my friend because it's uh, it's quite surprising that women actually make it through the teen years because it's a tough, tough time. Mm, I that, can see that. <laughs> that's just, you know. So what are you most proud of? I think I want to broaden that feeling of being proud of. You know, it's not only the achievements, but I deeply feel that I am a kind of a compound effect of all my experiences uh, and the people that I have met throughout these years. So I would say that I am proud of my family. Mm -hmm. I'm proud of my eagerness to listen and learn. And as a person, I feel that uh, I'm a result of the nurturing and cultivation provided to me by my grandparents, parents, my uncle, mm -hmm. and teachers, mentors who have also played a significant uh, you know, role in shaping me. I think I am immensely proud of, of the journey and the person that I have become due to all these encounters and experiences. So that is what I'm proud of. <laughs> I really like that. That's very eloquent. And I'm wondering, do you have a favorite motivational quote or words that you live by? I have actually several favorite uh, motivational quotes and words. I've, I think... Uh, the best uh, words I, I always remember are Vasudeva Kutumbakam. So these are Sanskrit words. So mm. they, they mean the world is one family. So these words come from old Hindu scriptures. And I think the essence of our existence, I think it cannot be described more succinctly. So it transcends all those issues of racism or equity, equality. So it just stresses that ultimately we all are one. So let's start mm -hmm. from that base point. <laughs> I love that. I love that. The world is one family. You know, I could feel that. Like I felt that, you know, when you, you get a chill, I got a chill. That is really so true. And especially now in this world, in this time it just opens up your mind just opens up your arms uh, you don't want to think like if 
you are less or more than any other it's everyone stands on the same platform no matter the country the international boundaries religion color anything so it's uh, beyond those uh, limitations that's very powerful now you said that you had several quotes <laughs> go ahead i love quotes <laughs> <laughs> see my my problem is i sometimes i remember the quotes but not the people who said those quotes <laughs> oh i see <laughs> so i think i think when i am in a situation suddenly my mind thinks of uh, something quickly and then that gives me direction and mostly that is a quote uh, from someone sharing their wisdom several things are said about adversities uh, those when you understand them it and it takes several years to understand the same words that you have been listening like i said i have a communications background so when we studied communication in my masters degree we had several theories uh, how experts uh, thought about communication how communication should be approached and uh, till date you know even after 20 years i'm still trying to understand many times those theories come back to me with more clarity actually and i think it is because of experience i am actually also proud of my memory that at least i can connect those dots and still uh, you know reflect on all those things <laughs> yes yes and i remember you know eckhart tolle the philosopher and i could not understand his writing and it's like you have to be in a a place emotionally mentally everything where you can actually access this information as soon as you open up your thoughts you widen the range of your mindset things become very mm -hmm. simple so if we are always thinking of career very logically i think mm -hmm. uh, that also does not really help so because like i said like it's uh, um, a lot of things are interconnected it's difficult to separate so these motivational quotes are not only giving us professional direction or saying one thing but i think they just remind us of bigger things and then from those bigger things we can take mm -hmm. out solutions for the smaller problems that we encounter i like that now i just want to immerse myself in quotes i think life is more of a holistic approach so mm -hmm. profession is one aspect of that family is another aspect personal space is another aspect your health uh, is also an important aspect so even when we talk of career developing oneself professionally let's not forget the significance of uh, keeping good health mm -hmm. first it is health that can support you in all those stressful times it is very important to maintain a balance maintain a good balance uh, and it should be uh, after practice it should be a natural thing to happen so that's how i think uh, one can survive and thrive longer both in family life as well as professional life mhm mm see i like the way that you eloquently expressed things i say that life is like a like a messy ball of yarn and we need to be okay with the messiness your way is so much more eloquent jay after all these years of learning uh, systematically and all uh, i am going back to those natural styles 
to have those natural conversations to listen properly to people and i'm very grateful that i have that kind of a you know job it's not only that we are pretending that we are listening but we are actually listening we want to support others we want to help others and in a way that is good for our health also so i think uh, mm-hmm. a broader broader picture view is always better it's not only about you or you or me it's about us ah uh, you are so right you are so right and i hope that the world listens to that and votes accordingly to that I'm grateful for you spending your time hanging out with us on the playground today and sharing your insights and your stories and your pivots because they are important. So thank you, Jay. <laughs> thank you for the great conversation, Tanya. And I must add to that that uh, your podcast has a unique format. And I feel that the natural conversation style Uh, reflects your own passion for sharing real life stories as they happen and uh, thank you for the platform oh thank you i appreciate you okay thank you thank you so much jishal for joining us on the playground today i really appreciated the conversation and learning more about your career and life journey your dedication to learning and working hard to make up for the time in your life where you felt lacking in focus is inspiring. You spoke about your pivots, your journey from India to Canada with stops along the way in the US and back to India is exactly what life is all about. It's not the linear progression many people think it is or should be. It's interesting, challenging, difficult, joyful, and mysterious. The skills you gained from your communications training and throughout your career are an integral part of your role with Immigration Refugee Citizenship Canada, also known as IRCC. Where you were once a mentee in the Finn mentorship program, you are now giving back yourself by mentoring other newcomers. I love that you find Canada to be a warm place, obviously not the climate, but the people. That makes me happy. You shared a Sanskrit quote, the world is one family. You shared the power of believing that everyone is on the same platform, regardless of race, color, international boundaries, or religion. You are proud of your family and the person you have become, thanks to the people you have met along your journey, your education, and throughout your career. You reminded us that when we open up our thoughts, we widen our mindset. You adopt a holistic approach to life, understanding that we thrive not just survive when we have balance in our lives i am inspired by your dedication to communication learning and family and i am so grateful that our paths crossed during the fin program and that we have stayed in touch through the years jishal you are awesome and speaking of awesome let's give a shout out to the awesome team at save our scruff their website will be in the show notes Please do follow me on Instagram at puddlejumpcoaching001 and please feel free to send me a connection request on LinkedIn. Until next week's episode with another fabulous mystery guest, remember that the world is indeed one family. Please be good to yourself, to others, to animals, and the environment.
And please join me again next week when we will jump into the future together.